Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to another edition of the B-Sides here at 92.9 The Game, off the woodwork, getting you caught up on everything on the developmental side of Atlanta United. I'm Jason Longshore. We're going to talk about the academy teams primarily today, but let's get caught up on Atlanta United too and where things stand in MLS Next Pro at the moment. The twos drew in Columbus last night, 2-2. Great comeback. They gave up the first goal in the ninth minute. Goals in the second half from Nick Firmino and Jackson Conway gave Atlanta a 2-1 lead, but they could not see it out. Conceded with 30 seconds left in stoppage time. Finished 2-2. Post-game shootout, as they do in MLS Next Pro, went the way of Columbus in seven rounds, so they got the bonus point. Atlanta walked away with one point. They are right now 5-5-4 in MLS Next Pro play, third in the Central Division. And it's been a a good run here lately with one loss in six. Three of those draws, though. And Atlanta's still looking for their first win on the road in 2023. They'll get another opportunity on Sunday in Toronto. A couple of recent highlights for Atlanta United, too. The strong play of Remy Okunlola. He started the last two games. He's played in the last three and Okunlola, who's headed to Clemson in the fall, has really put himself into the conversation here about future homegrown signings for Atlanta United. Very highly rated right back who played in high school in the spring. Um, usually that's a sign of a player who is not going to come back and play for Atlanta United too. But Okunlola played himself into this. He went to Brookwood and had a state player of the year campaign in 6A, leading the Broncos on a deep run into the state tournament. Played up top in that season with Brookwood. Comes back into the academy training sessions playing for the U19s and earned time with Atlanta United too. I know Steve Cook really enjoys his play, and Okunlola is one to watch for the future even if he does go to Clemson for this fall season, he might not stay in South Carolina very long. Uh, Remy Okunlola has looked the part. Another good performance from him in Columbus. I thought a great one 
in Philadelphia against Union 2 last week. You're also seeing uh, more debuts. Aiden Torres made his debut for the team last night in Columbus, coming off the bench. 15-year-old pro, signed in Atlanta United 2 deal this season. He will be on the first-team roster in 2024 as a homegrown signing, as will Luke Brennan, who has been in very good form as of late. He had both assists in Columbus last night. One other return last night in Columbus was goalkeeper Justin Garces, the homegrown signing, has been out since August of 2022 with a knee injury. Had been training for a little while, and he played his way back into the team last night. A couple of big saves along the way in that one. Saved a penalty in regulation as well. Justin Garces back into the mix. Vicente Reyes has played very well this season. So the competition for spots with Atlanta United 2 has been very strong. A number of the players who are competing for those spots are still academy players. And this is the balancing act part of the year where you get down to the academy playoffs and the U15s and U16s are headed to the MLS Next Cup tournament, round of 32. Those games take place on Saturday. The U17s will be part of the showcase portion of the event. Those matches are early next week. The U15s on Saturday, 12.30 Atlanta time, they will play the Chicago Fire in the round of 32. The U16s, round of 32 match against Florida Rush, 10 a.m., on Saturday. Let's dig into the Academy's trip to MLS next and everything going on with our old friend Matt Lowry, the director of the Atlanta United Academy. And to start things off, I asked Matt about the partnership announcement this week with Atlanta International School. This is an opportunity for 20 of the high school age players in the academy to participate in kind of a hybrid school day. The young teams train during the morning, so they get opportunities with the first and the second team to jump into training and be part of that. But they miss out on some of that social component of a normal high school experience. This partnership with the Atlanta International School helps promote that. Here is Matt Lowry talking about the partnership announcement this week with AIS. So excited. I think whenever we can link with someone in the community in Atlanta, in Georgia, it means a lot more to us. We're a club that loves our city and wants to give back, and that connection with AIS is perfect. It's a school that is used to working with diversity, used to working with kids from all over the world, um, and it connects well with soccer. So we're really excited. The structure of the academy will change a little bit going forward starting in the fall. Here's Matt Lowry talking about those changes heading into the fall season. Well, starting next year, we won't have a U16 team. So that's been a new adjustment that we've made. We made that based on the fact that we're now training in the morning. And we didn't feel right about changing so many kids' schooling without knowing if they're really going to be the ones to push into professional football. Not many can make it. Um, we're not. It's going to be interesting without that U16 group, but we think with less players and also with a little bit more pressure and more challenge on those players to play up to go in and, and challenge with the twos we think it's going to be a good construct so a little bit different going into next year a little less players but a little bit more challenge and competition for them as well let's dig into this weekend coming up it's the mls next cup round of 32 for the u15s and 16s here's matt talking about the process for his teams to get there 
always amazing to see these kids grow throughout the year. Just really excited to end with such a competitive event for them. It's a moment where they can give it a real go and try to earn something special for the club. But as always, we're just looking for development, looking to see how they face the challenge. And yeah, it's an exciting time of the year. Really strong performances last month at the MLS Next Flex event, which is a precursor to the final tournament. Teams get a chance to play in a tournament environment, uh, group stage, followed by knockouts. Some teams play their way into the MLS Next Cup at this event. Here's Matt talking about the teams who went to the MLS Next Flex event last month. Always a challenge. I think it's three games that the players know they have to win. The 16s actually got through through their league play, so it was a little bit more relaxing for them, but they still won all three games and performed really well. I think it was competitive games for them, and that group always gets up for that. And then the 15s were must-win at that tournament, so it was fun to see them get together, come together, and really compete together. They played really well, so we're excited for them in playoffs. So let's stick with the U15s. Here's Matt talking about the season that the Atlanta United U15s had. It's been an interesting journey. Um, we had a lot of players within that group, and the interesting thing was we had a lot of younger players born in 2009 who have actually outshone some of their older teammates. Um, so it's a young team, and it's a young team of kids that have earned it. They've earned that challenge. Um, they're young, they're talented, they're hungry. So it's been a really fun season to watch them grow. The U15s are led by Zach Harold, who has been with Atlanta United for a few years now. He came from the New York Red Bulls Academy. Here's Matt talking about Zach's development as a coach with the U15s. He's done an amazing job. I think as a, as a human being and as a coach, he's grown so much over the past couple of years here at Atlanta United. And he's really excited going into the playoffs. He's one that will give a start to a younger kid no problem. Loves giving the younger players a go, loves watching the challenge, um, and has a really good sense of development at that age group. So he's a wonderful asset for us. Again, the U15's MLS Next Cup round of 32 match Saturday, 1230 Atlanta time against the Chicago Fire. Let's move over to the U16s. Their round of 32 match against Florida Rush, 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Here's Matt speaking about the U16 season. Their regular season is a little bit easier than some of the other groups. The U16s don't always have the competition that the 15s and 17s have, but they've been consistent. We've had players from that group play up with the 2s, play up with the 17s, but they continue to do really well. So this is a great moment for them to give it a go against real pressure. Mentioned guys playing up. Aiden Torres would be part of that U16 group by age group. Uh, Rocket Rita Rita would qualify for that U16 group as well. He could be at the MLS Next Cup event. He was not with the twos this weekend. Um, also, Cooper Sanchez, who is the youngest player to appear in a match for Atlanta United 2, just turned 15. Cooper Sanchez could be part of that group. That group is led by Kevin Kratz. Played for Atlanta United 2017, 2018, 2019. Here is Matt Lowry speaking about Kevin Kratz's development as a coach. Incredible to watch. I think he's a guy that knows more than I'll ever know on the field. What a player. Um, won a national, won an MLS championship with the, the first team. But his adjustment as a coach has been wonderful to watch. He has a great sense of humility. He has absolutely no arrogance about who he was as a player. Um, and you can see it in his coaching. He gets better every single day. And the kids absolutely will die for him. Um, a wonderful motivator. Really cool to see some of Kevin's training session with the U16s, unfortunately cut short by rain this week, the one that I was able to attend. But Kevin, as a coach, I've had a chance to talk to him a couple of times, 
and it's been really cool to to watch his process change and just that evolution. It's one thing when you can do these things on the field and then have to explain to others how to do it. That process isn't always a straight line. It's not always easy. It's been fun to watch Kevin as he's kind of dug into the thinking behind the scenes and thinking about how to get these things across. Had a chance to talk to Kevin in detail this week. Here is our conversation from earlier this week ahead of his U16s going to the MLS Next Cup tournament. All right, let's start with just how the season has gone for your team in the MLS Next uh, regular season. Um, overall, we have been like very successful. The, the one challenge that we had was as a U16 group is that we don't really play other MLS competitions throughout the season. So most of the time um, we play games that are challenging for a certain amount of time, but not for the entire 90 minutes. And that's like the biggest challenge that I see is like, how can we maintain 90 minutes of high pace play, of high level environment, of high stress to, to the point that the players are able to perform this when we go to the big events. Like we had three games in California in the winter. We had three games in Maryland. And those three games are actually, all three games are close games. So some of the games at home in our division is they're, they're, they're fairly... Like they're decided after like 45 minutes almost. Right. So, and that's the challenge that we see is when we take all the good players from everywhere, how can we have good competition on a week to week basis? Besides from that, I think looking at my team, every player played significant amount of minutes, which is what we want, right? We want to get the players on the field, play the game, significant amount of minutes, and then um, not many injuries at all. So overall it was, it's been fun, but we had a lot of movement too within yeah. my team. So the 17s are above. So many times, like the top performers in my age group, we try to bump them up to give them a high stress environment. And then you see guys like Rocket Ritarita appearing for the twos. So he's actually U16 age group, but he was with the 17s a lot, some other players too. So there was a lot of movement coming uh, like out of my group going up. And there's not so much coming from the U15s because of our structure, the way we have. The 15s plays a really good challenging uh, schedule the 17s do we play significant amount of games but not as challenging so we tried to find the best possible solution on the other side i was very pleased with the way the guys performed from the beginning of the year to the end you can see that there's an identity which makes me happy we're looking at myself like i'm able to create a little bit of myself within our club guidelines and um so it was it was fun i enjoyed working with the boys I think one thing that's been cool to watch as the academy has developed, and especially with somebody like you coming into it who has played for the club, so you understand at the first team level what the Atlanta United way was supposed to look like. But everybody interprets it just a little bit differently under that philosophy. How has that gone for you taking the way that you know the club wants to play on the field at the first team level and now distilling that down for the U16s and having them try to play in their version of that way? I like it because I have to say, like looking at Tata, Tata had had looking at all the coaches that I had throughout my career. And I got coached starting at the age of 10 from coaches that have played the professional game for 10 plus years in the Bundesliga at Bayer Leverkusen, like throughout my entire youth academy. And that's one thing that I think doesn't a coaching license doesn't do this to you as much as I value licenses and all of this. And I think it's required. 
but there's a certain experience that comes with it along the way that um, that was very fortunate to be coached like this. But looking at Tata's way, the first six weeks, to be honest, I saw Tata was a little bit crazy because of the way he think he was thinking forward. You know, everything was high press and don't think too much back there if we have enough pressure there. And that's that high press philosophy that that I think everybody enjoyed under Tata and we're getting it back a little bit now. And um, it impacted the way I think about soccer in a, in a different way because we Germans, we are very, no, no, three versus two or three V one in the back, make sure you're safe back there. But Tata was, no, just go Kevin. And I needed to think about it and it was, it was fun. And now I'm trying to do a similar way, even if it means leaving centre-backs exposed 1v1 in the back. Like, uh, remember Leandro or Parky? They were in acres of space in, in a 2v2 environment or 1v1 environment. And, but that's the risk that you take when you press high. And for me, it's like, how can I... Yes, I have the club guidelines, and I think it's needed if you have a philosophy as a club and a, a methodology of, okay, this is how who we want to be. But within that, in that, I think... You also need to give a little bit of freedom for the coach because all the coaches we have in the academy are fantastic coaches, well-educated, have been around the block for a while, have been coaching forever. And like, if you, if you just make it, oh, this is how we do it all the time, I think you take away the coach a little bit. And I think overall we had a really good balance this year to give me the freedom to do what I think is right. You know, my little German ideas, my little like <laughs> South American ideas that I had from Tata and try to make my own little way within the guidelines of the club of high pressing and exciting to watch. And, and um, so it's, it's, it was a challenge a little bit, especially because younger players, they haven't had the experience of being in that situation a thousand times. So they have only maybe experienced that 1v1 moment. This is the first time maybe they hear about it. So you have to taper it down and break it down a little bit more and really try to expose them as much as possible in training to those moments. And then also in games, I had like, there was one game that I played against an opponent and it was very high, like scoring already in halftime. I think it was like five, six, zero. So I told my center back, hey, no, you stay 1v1 and the other center back, you can go. Just to give him that extra repetition in the game environment for that one moment that he might face when we look into playoffs. And, and we want to be able to push those players on to the point that when they get exposed to the high level environment, that are able to handle those situations for a second, right? Like, we want them to be successful. And even if it means you're failing at the U16, U15, U17 level, it might teach you the lessons you need to learn to be successful up there. But I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoy, like, doing, making my own little things within those guidelines. And after playing it myself with 2017, 18, 19, um, that's a little bit me too, right? Like, I'm not the the transition guy because I was never really fast, but give me the ball in my feet and I can able, I'll be able to possess it. And then with that identity of like, no, you think forward and you press forward. I think it, it shaped the way I think about football. And um, it's fun to see sometimes moments that happen like this, where guys are jumping, you know, like uh, strikers, presses a keeper, attacking mid jumps to the center back, holding mid jumps to the, they are holding mid. And now our center back jumps into midfield. So those moments are the ones that, that are fun to watch at times when it when it all clicks when it all goes on the same page if we're late then it's it hurts <laughs> t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the biggest thing you've learned this season uh, throughout with this group? This group is, when they came in, they are different. Like the, the group that I had last year, they were very possession-based. They were very clean on the ball. They're very technical, very structured the way they were. They didn't really have that attacking threat um, last year. And this year, this group is completely different. A, they have been through a lot. This group has, was the group that had lost a teammate a couple of years ago. Um, and so they stick together a little bit more. I give credit to Zach Harold. He was the coach there, like how he kept those guys together. Um, and now they are a little bit different because they are not as possession-based, they are more direct, so more like guys high pace up front, use the space that's given to you and try to be more direct in general. But this is not really me, right? Like this, just direct. There is a, there's, a, there's a moment for it. So it was a, at first those possession games, they, um, they reminded me of my time at Alemannia Aachen where we had a coach who was very direct and then he got fired and we got a coach who was completely opposite. So a possession game looked like we haven't touched a soccer ball before. It was like two, three passes and the ball was gone. But over time, you will get better at it. And when I look at them, like today, we practiced a little bit 11-11 with our U-17s. And I see the way they start combining through things instead of just being direct. And even picking moments when to just dictate the tempo and relax a little bit. It, it's fun to watch that you see that the players take on information, that the players develop in a way that I think is more sustainable. Like there is that transition game. If we look at Red Bulls, right, win it and go. Um, there is also like the opposite, but if we can create players that can do a little bit of both, that have the nature of going, but you teach them when to go and you also teach them when to just maintain possession, it will set them up for more success in the long run, I believe. What's the balancing act as you get to, to this part of the season where results maybe take more of a priority over that long-term development? Um, I think it's great. I like it because... So far, it's been all about development. And ultimately, I think at the age 15, 16, 17, the focus needs to shift a little bit more into winning games too, right? Seeing games out when you're 2-1 up, like this is, this is part of the game. It's, it's not always, yeah, we're 4-0 up and we can relax. So like, and that's the challenge that I see in those big events. How can my players sustain 90 minutes? 
I like it though when we talk about winning. Ultimately, winning is is part of it. It's not the ultimate final goal in the younger age groups. I think going into this event, personally, I want to win this event. Every player on my team, I hope, wants to win this event. And it starts with the first game. And if you win the first game, then you go the next one. And now it's, it is about sometimes not being as pretty and fun to watch. Maybe it's also just result-based. Two one up, all right. Maybe we have to sit back and we don't press as high. So like teaching those little habits is, I think it's great for the players, right? It's a, I think it's a moment as coaches, we always in it and we try to help and teach and guide and support. I think these moments, these big events, especially for the younger ones, this is their moment to shine. This is their moment to, hey, stick together, enjoy playing together, enjoy competing together and enjoy winning together, hopefully. Right? That, that's, that's the way I see it. It's for me, I'm just trying to give you the idea. I'm trying to give you what I see from the opponent. I'm trying to give you my solution. But ultimately, the players on the field make the decisions. In a high-stress environment, many people watching, some more pressure. And now it's some players will break. Some players will even rise and play even better. And I hope that every single one of my players rises and play, gives the best possible performance they can give just to show themselves to the rest of the country and be like, hey, look, this is us, this is me. And um, I hope that they all perform well. I'd love to get your, your take on a couple of things real quick. Um, first off, for you as a coach, who are the, the coaches, whether you played for them or not, who are the coaches who have influenced you the most? Um, I have to say Jürgen Zeberger. From like, I, I, the credit to my, all my academy coaches, right? My the the, play, the coaches that I had throughout my academy, the way they shaped me as a player and as a human too. Um, the structure at Bayer Leverkusen was fantastic. Like I, I don't think you can pay enough money to do to run through this experience again. I think everyone, my parents, I speak so highly of them, and I have I have big respect for what they did to me, and I'm very thankful for that. Looking at my pro career, like my first coach was Jürgen Zeberger. He got fired, I think, after like two, three months into the, my first professional season. But on the way out of the training ground, when he got released from the club, he gave me a tip and he said, Kevin, just because you're young and new does not mean you have to hold back. You can speak up. You can expose yourself. You can make sure you push every day in training. It doesn't matter if there's a guy who's 35 and experiences, hey, Kevin, don't run so much. Right? Like, you should... Like, make sure you go out full out. Like, go all in. And I kept this with me a little bit. Then um, Torsten Lieberknecht was, like, where I had my two most successful years as a pro. He was He's good friends with Jurgen Klopp. They were roommates um, as players, and they're still, like, very close, I believe. He had, like, an identity of bringing everyone together. Like, he, he was very good in player management and also his tactical ideas and the way he broke down the game for us. Um he was fun to to work with. I really enjoyed it. I'm still in touch with him. And then um, ultimately Tata was like, he just had such a different perspective of the game where it made me overthink everything that I learned in like a way where it's like, man, this is successful too. So it's like, I would say those two and even all the other coaches that I had, Peter Hybala and um, Alois Schwartz and some other ones, they all had their influence. Like then... It's all good to hear different voices, but like those two, like Torsten Lieberknecht, he just got promoted with um, with his team from the second to the first Bundesliga, and then Tata were like the two that 
like one from the management side of the players bringing everything together and one from a tactics perspective that is so different from what I've known for like 30 years. And um, so these two are fun. You mentioned something there about kind of developing the, the whole person. And I know that's something that Atlanta United takes very seriously. And now we have this partnership with Atlanta International School. So guys can kind of get somewhat of a, a normal high school experience and the social side being so important. You know, as a as a football coach, what's the the role for you in terms of developing the whole person, the off the field side of it in your mind? So I think school should come first. Like my parents, when at Bayer Leverkusen back then, it was if your grades were not in order, okay, you skip a training session, no problem, go study. It's it's yes, we all want to become professional soccer players, but there are only so many spots. So for me, it's very important. I had a few players this year where the parents reach out and say, hey, he has to catch up on a little bit of work. No problem at all. You go study. This is part of it. Like it's not, you should be able to do both. And yes, it is a stretch. And I, I was in, in the player's shoes of like doing all the study work and school plus high level training, plus high level games, plus travel. It's a lot. It's, it's not easy. I think that partnership with AIS just makes it easier and more accessible to the players. And then um, also we have a partnership with Marietta High School where the players go to. I think having that support from the school system for our players is, is crucial. I think it's, it's so needed because it, A, it teaches you good habits too, right? You can't just go just football. You need to be able to, you know, study and learn and write tests and like be able to handle life too. Um, and that's when we as humans, like simple things as being on time. Like I set a player out in one of the biggest games we had because he was late for for breakfast. And this is I know it's hard and I don't like to do these type of things, but it's it's part of of the of the game. Right. You need to be held accountable for your actions, especially when it's off the field stuff. And um, there is it's a fine balance. But I think it's not hard to be a good human. It, it like the society sometimes makes it difficult and um, so just core values of the club, like, you know, being on time, helping each other out, like cleaning up cones and putting goals on the side, like little things like this. If we can install that into little kids, I think by the time they're 16, 17, 18, they will have a, like more successful, like standing in life too. And you with your career, I mean, you know how important character is in that locker room. You know, I mean, we can talk tactics and, and yeah. individual plays and all that. But if, if you have a team that doesn't have that right character in the locker room and can't get along, it's pretty hard to be successful. And that's the thing. Sometimes it's also like speaking up when something is bothering you. And like that's me as a coach. I feel like, yes, we're teachers and coaching and we're trying to help and support. On the other side, if the player has something going on in life, you know, like outside of the soccer game, and he says, hey, coach, do you have a minute? I will have the minute. I will make sure that like that player can open up to me and whatever I do with it afterwards, I'm not going to put it out. I'm going to make sure like they can trust me. It's the same in the locker room. If everything goes well, it's fun. But sometimes you also need to say, Hey, I don't like what you do all the time. Like, what do you think of this? And then it's accepting other opinions, listen to other opinions. And that's, it's part of the game. And like, I think for me as a player myself, especially in Europe, when it's promotion relegation system, I was in some clubs where we were fighting relegation, but I was also in clubs where we got promoted and played for promotion. So it's always easy when it's all going well. But when, when it's like tough times, 
and the locker room is a little bit more tense, you need character to speak up. And that was like Christian Fiel and Benny Auer were two experienced players that I had as a player myself. And they said, they asked me, we were struggling back then. They said, Kevin, what do you think? And I started talking about, yeah, we need respect and hard work. And they were like, no, 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 Kevin, none of this. Tell me your honest opinion. What do you like and what not? And sometimes it means to just tell each other the truth to the face. But then you, okay, you accept it. You move on. You shake hands afterwards. You go on the field and you pull in the same direction. And this is part of it. And it's when we see like teams that are very successful, they have this. Like they have, they're able to create a good locker room. And then, of course, the quality on the field. Excellent conversation, Kevin. Like we could keep going forever. I don't want to take more of your time. Yeah, I, I love your insight. It's really I like, good. I like to go back sometimes to my locker room, guys. It's the one thing that I miss, to be honest. Like from playing. Yeah. I don't miss the suffering. Like I like the you know the pain when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. I miss the locker room. I miss the football a little bit. Like playing every now and then, I jump in my sessions and mm -hmm. it's fun still. Um, the one thing I miss is the locker room because you have so many different characters from all over the world coming together and it's it's so much fun and i miss the five minutes before a game it's something that yeah. it's very hard to replicate it's mm -hmm. like we went on that uh flyaway trip with the club to chicago and i was sitting next to parky i'm like parky don't you miss the five minutes after warm-up you go back inside and you're just like in the locker room it's a little bit more tense a little bit more quiet and then like it all piles up and then the whistle blows and you play it's like that feeling. I, I miss that. And I hope I get it usually in those big events as a coach. And those big events that we have coming up, I usually get it there. And I hope I get it again. Man, uh, I know exactly what you mean. I, I completely relate to that. That's, it's those little things like that you, you miss about getting the chance to play or a big game or something that sticks with you. It, it's not always the game itself. It's yeah. the stuff around it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you for doing this, and good luck out there. When do you guys play first? We play Saturday morning, so we travel Saturday. tomorrow. We travel tomorrow. We play Saturday morning. Um, so the first game is the most important one, right? Like if we, we can get off a good start, hopefully, and then we see where things go. It's, it's always tough. Those events are always tough for everyone. Everybody can win. Everybody can lose. Um, they're always good teams, good players out there. I'm looking forward to see my boys compete. Right? Compete in the first place, and then the football will take over. I'm uh, looking forward to see some individuals um, to make sure that they, you know, just all perform well. I hope they can all put themselves in the window and show who they are. And then we are just trying to support as much as we can. And then hopefully I'll be there until the 25th. My wife wants to go to Chicago, but um, maybe I can, I can, you know, move this a little bit later. So that's my plan. I hope they pick one of y'all's games for the, the stream. Um, they did yeah. in flex and I got to see your guys play and I'm really yeah. impressed. Like it's the thing I always try to tell people who watch the twos or, or watch the first team, but don't know what's going on with the Academy. I'm like the identity of what an Atlanta United team looks like. It, it can vary a little bit, but you guys had a little bit different, I think maybe interpretation of it. Like you talked about, but it looked like Atlanta United. And it was it was really fun to watch. It was a really good performance. Yeah, they were they were still shaky. Some nerves on it. That's, that's yeah, it's especially fun. a little bit later. Yeah, it's fun when they like you see players like in those environments. They oh, oh all of a sudden they're a little bit more nervous, right? And mm -hmm. it's it's good because they're gonna hopefully all of them experience it on a week to week basis when seventy thousand people are watching. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fun, and I um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Like I, it's our last event of the season, so hopefully we can go all the way. But we need to start with the first game. And then, then we see where we go.
Thank you to Matt Lowry. Thank you to Kevin Kratz. Thanks for the time. Thanks to Atlanta United for allowing me to check out some of the training sessions for the U15s and U16s as they get ready for MLS Next Cup this weekend. Round of 32 games not on the streaming schedule for the Atlanta United teams. Hopefully, as they advance in the tournament, those games will be picked up. You can watch them on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. Be on the lookout for that schedule and make sure you're following Academy ATL UTD. For any updates on their end, I'll also try to share that on my Twitter account at Longshoe. Atlanta United 2 back in action on Sunday. Very young team heading up to Toronto trying to shake off a crazy game in Columbus where you give up the first goal, you fight back in the second half, but then you give up the equalizer in stoppage time, and then you lose the post-game shootout for the bonus point. Very curious to see where the mood is of this team. Atlanta beat Toronto last time out in MLS Next Pro, but this time they've got to try to do it on the road. That is Sunday night. You can watch that on Apple TV, MLS Season Pass. You can listen to a radio call on Soccer Down Here. I'll be on the call for that starting at 6.45 on Sunday. Thanks for listening to another edition of the B-Sides. We'll be back with Atlanta Soccer tonight on Monday. Enjoy the weekend off from first team action. But the Atlanta United world continues on with Academy, with Atlanta United 2, with everything else going on. It, it's always busy in the world of the five stripes, and we try to cover all of it here on Off the Woodwork. Thanks for hanging out with me. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.